Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about how to master your productivity and sleep in a working at-home environment. So recently, a lot of you have been reaching out to me and sharing with me that your sleep quality has got a hit since you're working at home and that you also experienced dropping productivity levels. And if this is true for you, it doesn't matter if you're a business professional that got sent home from your company due to Corona or if you're a solopreneur, coach, consultant, whatever. If this is true for you today, we're going to have a look at what you want to do to first off, get a clear picture about your work and your sleep and the actions that you can take to actually improve in both areas to reach peak performance. So working at home is a little bit like gasoline. If you use it the right way in your car, you can use it to really speed up, boost your productivity, feel better, get better results. But if you use it the wrong way or don't think about it, it can be really dangerous actually. And obviously, I'm not talking about the danger of really getting burned here, but rather the danger of negatively impacting your work-life sleep balance, of dropping productivity rates, of an impacted health, of low mood decision-making capabilities, and everything around that. So to get started, I want to invite you to imagine a simple diagram. And this diagram is put together out of two lines only. The first line is a horizontal line moving from the left to the right, representing our sleep quality. So on the left-hand side of that line, we've got the low sleep quality. And where the line ends on the right-hand side, we've got the high sleep quality. And what we're going to add in now is a second line, which is a vertical line going from the bottom to the top, representing our productivity rates. So on the bottom, we've got the lowest productivity rate, on the top, the highest. And now I want you to let these two lines cross exactly in the middle. And this will leave us with four quadrants. And I'm sure most of us can still remember these uh, diagrams from school. Uh, and I wasn't too good in math, but you know, we've got four quadrants here. So if we have, uh, if we're talking about a a uh, high sleep quality and a high productivity rate, then we're working and operating on the top right quadrant, which is the performance quadrant. And that's great. That's where we all want to operate. That's our ultimate goal. And the higher we move on these um, scales, the better it is. But on the other, on the flip side uh, of this is a low sleep quality, moving um, to the left-hand side and a low productivity rate moving downwards, leaving us in the bottom left quadrant, which is the zombie zone. So nothing's working for us. We're not getting stuff done. We're not feeling good. We're not getting sleep. And the other two quadrants are the uh, burnout zone and the dreamer zone. Um, so if you are getting a lot of stuff done, so you're on the top of the vertical line, and you're you got very bad sleep on the left hand side of the scale you're on the top top left quadrant and that's the burnout zone uh, so uh, you definitely want to move out of this zone and if you're just getting good sleep but getting nothing done you're a dreamer like you're in the dreamer zone and obviously to feel fulfilled we want to get stuff done to earn money we also want to get stuff done so we also uh, need to improve our productivity in that case 
So with that said, let's have a look what we can do to improve our sleep and or our productivity rates to move into the performance zone where we want to be, where we're going to produce results, where we're going to live healthy and fulfilled. And the main reason why it's so hard for many of us to reach the performance zone at home is that our bodies, our minds are hooked up to our environment. So if you enter an office space, your body, your mind is prepared to get to work. It's just what we expect to do next. And that makes it so much easier for us to get uh, to work. If we're at home, we expect to relax and do things that we do at home. So now when we bring these two things together, it's very important for us to keep a clear structure to give our bodies, our minds, what they need to perform best. Maybe to give you another example, if you jump into a business suit, in the moment you're in that business suit, you feel like prepared for business. If you're sitting there in your shorts and your t-shirt, whatever, you're in a different state, right? So we need to take care that we get everything in line with our bodies, our minds to uh, utilize these things uh, in our advantage. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. We are going to have a look at our sleep. We are going to have a look at our work slash productivity. We are going to figure out what things we can implement at home when it comes to our environment to promote good sleep, to promote high productivity rates. We are going to look at things that we can do to take better action, better rituals, because in the end, it's our actions that produce results. It's not the environment. The environment promotes us taking action. So that's what we're going to do today. And before we get started, I want you to position yourself when it comes to your sleep and your productivity. So to do so, think about the scale from 0 to 10, 0 representing the lowest quality sleep or productivity that you can ever imagine and 10 the highest. Where in the last 14 days have you been moving? So just close your eyes, think about that for a second, take a deep breath and decide. There's no right, no wrong. Follow your gut feeling. So if you say you're a six when it comes to your sleep and an eight when it comes to your productivity, then you're in the uh, top right quadrant. You're already in the performance quadrant. That's great. Um, if you are, you know, getting a lot of stuff done, but you're not sleeping uh, so good, you're probably in the top left quadrant in the burnout zone. You want to move out of there. So what you want to do next is to figure out which aspect you want to focus on to reap the highest results. So typically, if you are a four when it comes to your sleep and a seven when it comes to your productivity, you will want to focus on your sleep first because this is the area of your life where you can reap the fastest and easiest results. And let's get started by having a look at how we can improve the quality of our sleep. And we're going to get started by looking at our environment here, which is our bedroom. And the first rule of thumb is that you want to follow all of your senses. So um, check what you feel, what you can hear, what you can see, smell, taste, um, probably less. But, you know, walk through all of that. And it starts off by entering the bedroom and just tapping into the feeling how this space feels for you. Is this the friendly, clean, safe environment that you want to have a rest in? If not change things. 
Is uh, your bedroom dark enough? Is it quiet enough? How's the temperature? Is the air fresh? Your, your bedroom should typically uh, be colder than the rest of the room. So cool it down a bit. Is your bed comfy? Are your cushions comfy? You want to check all of these th things, check your senses and try to design your environment as good as you can. And if you cannot change your room, so let's say you can't make your room as dark as you wish it to be, think about wearing an eye mask. If it's not quiet enough, think about wearing earplugs. So there are things, a lot of things that you can do to create the environment that you can get that deep, resting, natural sleep that you need to get the energy to be productive. So really take a couple of minutes. Uh, I've got a bedroom assessment on the Sleep Trust page. You can search for it there and I'm sure you're, you're going to find it and you can download it. It's going to assist you a little bit. But, you know, if you follow your senses, you're on the right track here. So then let's see what behavior we might want or need to change to improve in this area. And there are a couple of things we just need to know. So first off, we need to take care that we get enough sleep. Go to bed on time, wake up on time, do things that will uh, protect the amount of sleep that you need. And this is typically somewhere between seven and nine hours uh, or an average probably somewhere around eight hours. See that you get that sleep in a regular sleep schedule. So we're, we're all creatures of rhythm and biorhythm and it's not good to hop around too much when it comes to the times that we go to bed, the times that we get up. Try to stick to a regular sleep schedule. Give yourself wind down time in the evening. Before you go to bed, take your time to do something that is relaxing, that calms your mind, that's enjoyable for you. For some of you, this might be a meditation. Others might like to have a bath, listen to music, read a book. doesn't matter. But take time for yourself to wind down where you get your thoughts disconnected from work and into the state of calmness of rest. Avoid using electrical devices in your bedroom. The behavioral aspect here is that it distracts us from sleep. It can generate excitement. Uh, that's things we do not want to have. So if you have your mobile in your bedroom, take care that you put it to flight mode before you enter the bedroom and that you turn off notifications and don't touch it. Simply use it as an alarm clock or something. And the last thing would be to go to bed with intention to rest rather than the intention to fall asleep. Um, especially if we need sleep, if we want to be productive, there is kind of a little like hidden incentive for us to go to bed and say, I want to sleep now. Don't do that. Go to bed with intention to rest. That's under your control. Sleep is an unconscious process. You take care that you feel that you want the rest, that you deserve the rest, and sleep will take care of itself. And if you put all of these things in place, I'm sure that alone will really improve your sleep quality. These are the 20% of things that if you get those right, you're fine. Obviously, there are things you can use to tweak and get higher than the 80% of results that you're going to reap from this. But, you know, if you get these right, you're, you're really on track. And now let's have a look at our work and see that our productivity rates keep high even though we're working at home. And we're going to do so by looking at the exact same categories. We're going to run through things that we can 
do for uh, our environment to promote that productivity. Uh, we're going to have a look at our rituals, our actions that promote our productivity. And this is also the place where we are going to pull the red line between work and our sleep because this is majorly important and this is what we're actually talking about today. So talking about the environment first, the very first thing that you really want to prioritize is that you work in one space. If you've got an office at home, work in that office. Don't start to carry your work around through the entire, uh, your entire, entire house or flat. Don't carry it into the living room. Don't carry it into the kitchen. And an absolute no-go is to carry it into the bedroom. So stick to your office. Now, many of us uh, might not have an office. So if you don't have an office, then simply pick a place where you are going to work. Pick one place and stick to that place. The only thing you want to take care of is that it's not the same place that you use for other things. So if you're watching TV in the living room, you've probably got you know one seat or a place on the couch where or the sofa where you typically sit when you relax. Don't choose that spot as a place to work. Things as simple as picking a different seat in the same living room will help you to, um, to create a new space in your mind. If you want to work in the kitchen, which might be an even better idea if you've got a table there and, um, and a better chair, then pick a place that is different to the place or the chair that you use when you actually eat. So you want to pick one place where you work. You want to take care that that place or space is clean and that you design it for your work, that you've got your work utilities around you. These are very small things, but they're essential. So when you start working in your living room, let's say on a space on the sofa that you don't use to relax or watch TV, then take your laptop there, take your notebook there, take your pen, whatever you need to work, take it, put it there into the exact same order that you do every single day and create that working environment. And when you're done, you can put all of that stuff away so that you won't be reminded when you watch TV or when you eat or whatever. So that's the most the most important thing. We need to separate things. We need to create an environment that triggers our state of work. The next thing, get up at the exact same time of the day. It's important for your sleep, but it's also important if we want to be highly productive at home. Now you don't have to leave the house. Nobody's going to push you into uh, your business um, dress, whatever. But you want to stick to these habits. So get up at the exact same time, have your shower, have your breakfast and get into the clothes that you would wear when you work. That way you're going to prepare for work. You're going to get into the state of working, set up everything. These are small things that make a big difference. So definitely, uh, definitely do that. Your life is going to become so much easier. The next thing Eliminate distractions. So if you have um, things that distract you from work because now you're working in your living room and you've got the PlayStation there or whatever you do to um, get distracted, become distracted, to enjoy yourself, get these things out of sight. Do things that will help you to not think about these distractors. 
things can be as easy as putting, a, you know, if, if nothing else helps, just put a blanket over the TV, whatever. Um, do something that will help you to keep focused on what you want to do on your work. And the last thing is use productivity tools. This is more a general rule of thumb. Stick to planning your day. Stick to uh, using the Eisenhower principle to prioritize your tasks and to see that you're really doing the most important thing. Uh, stick to things like Pareto, reminding yourself that 20% of your actions will give you 80% of your results. And if you do all of these things at home, you're going to pull the red line between your work and your sleep. You're going to be highly productive and you're going to protect your sleep, leaving you with the energy that you need not only for work, but also to live a fulfilled and happy life. So that's the environment. And now let's have a look at the ritual side of things when it comes to our productivity, our work at home specifically. And I know we touched base on a couple of them in the environmental part, but let me walk you through them step by step by step. So the very first thing that you want to take care of is that you get up at the same time when it's a workday for you. Then you want to have in place a power ritual to start your morning the right way. We need the energy. We need clear signals that the day is starting. So get up, hydrate your body, drink a glass of water, have a walk, get your body into motion, um, expose your body to sunlight, have breakfast. These are all good and clear signals that the day has started and will get you ready, give you the energy to perform your work. Start working at the exact same time of the day. Sit down, set up your environment in the way we went through just uh, a couple of minutes ago or seconds ago and start working. What you want to start off with when we're talking about starting to work is to plan your day. Especially when you're working at home, it's very important to think about your day, to give your day the structure that you need. And that's different for everybody of us to give yourself the structure that you need the tasks that you need to fulfill to be highly productive. So take a couple of minutes to plan your day. Super important. It's also important when you're working somewhere else, but even more important when you're working at home, because this is going to help you to give the structure that you need to maintain your productivity levels. The next big thing that you want to take care of is to protect your breaks. You're working hard, you deserve to have breaks, and we need breaks to be highly productive. So it's easy to skip the breaks when you're working at home. It's even easy to uh, work through lunchtime, but you want to protect those breaks because they're the source of your energy and the source ultimately of your productivity and your well-being. So what you want to do is to schedule breaks into your day. You want to have lunchtime at the steady same time every day. You want to take care that you get something to eat in that time. And you can use working at home as an advantage here because now you can just move over to your kitchen and make something to eat, eat something there. You can order something to eat, whatever, but you have your lunch break. Another thing that you can utilize when it comes to working at home, and I really highly recommend that you do that, is to utilize naps. So let's say you want to have a 20-minute break. Now you're working at home. You can move to your bedroom. And the bedroom is going to create the state of mind of rest. 
now that you're doing things right. So you're going to lie down for 20 minutes, have a power nap, get up again, move to your working space, and you will feel super refreshed. Your productivity rates will, will spike. Your creativity is going to improve. Your mood is better after a nap. Your decision-making capabilities are better. So definitely utilize naps when you're working at home. That's a big benefit. And you can use the environment that you set up right for your benefit there. So draw the red line, protect your workspace, protect your sleep space, and utilize these things as you need them to reap a big advantage for yourself, actually, if you do things right. And let me give you a little bit of context around how important the things we covered here today are. So they're an essential part of step number four, five, and six out of the performance through sleep method. And this is a nine-step system that I use to coach my clients to 3x their productivity in 90 days or less whilst, and that's important, whilst maintaining or even creating a healthy work-life sleep balance. Because when we're talking about productivity in the sense that I'm using the word we're talking about overall productivity. So are the things that we're doing and creating, are they fulfilling for our entire life? And that includes our families, that includes ourselves, that includes our you know, health, wealth, careers, everything around our lives. So um, it's up to you. You can uh, choose to live in the home office as you like to, but I hope that you picked up on the one or other information that got you inspired to take action, like to change your environment, to change uh, maybe a ritual, an, uh, a regular habit that you perform every single day for your advantage. And if you think about how you should get started right now, I think there are a couple of very simple steps that you should take. The first is to identify your area of improvement. So. Think about the scales that we went through in the beginning from 1 to 10. What is your sleep uh, uh, like? What is your productivity rate like right now? And then pick the area that you will reap the highest benefits. So the, the one with the lowest score is typically the one you want to get started with. The second is to create a plan to change or improve your environment and or your rituals. And the third step is to implement these things into your life and best start off by implementing the things in your environment. That's a quick, a quick change. Typically, uh, in the, the very uh, worst case, you want to renovate your bedroom or something like that. But other than that, it's uh, typically changing small things, which goes very quickly, isn't costy, and you can nearly implement them right away and then start to uh, create new rituals uh, step by step. So, um, to give you a little bit of help, I'm thinking of sharing a one-page template with you, and uh, I'm, I'm, you know, came to an end with thinking. I'm going to share this one-page template with you. It's called the Productivity Launch Map, and it's a really great tool if you are trying or working on improving your productivity at the moment. Doesn't matter if that's in the home office or in any other working space. There are things you need to tackle to get right and you have to do them in the right order to reap the results that you deserve to see. And as said, typically the, the one page uh, launch map that I'm gonna share with you, that's uh, by the way, it's reflecting the performance through sleep method. So it's the exact nine steps, but it's gonna help you to focus on the relevant 20% that will let you reap 
80% of your results. So you definitely want to take that thing. It's a one-page template and working through is actually really simple and it comes goes along with the training. So I'm going to share that with you for free. Um, go to sleeptrust.eu. You can download it there uh, and you can get started right away. And this is also going to help you to set up the things right when it comes to your work, life and sleep because it's got little blocks for those things letting you focus on the uh, important aspects when it comes to these ca uh, categories. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. If you want to master your productivity and sleep in a working at-home setup, then you want to define clear environments and rituals for each of those categories. Here are the three steps you want to take. Step number one is identify your area of improvement. Step number two, create your ritual and environmental improvement plan. Step number three, implement the necessary changes and start off by implementing the changes in your environment. And if you're interested to follow a simple improvement system to 3x your productivity in the next 90 days or less whilst maintaining a healthy work-life sleep balance, then don't forget to go to sleeptrust.eu into the show notes. I'm going to drop you the link to the one-page framework, the productivity launch map that will help you to do so to focus on the right things. And that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next time when we are going to talk about how sleep deprivation affects your life and your productivity. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.